With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. September 2012, Unionville, Tennessee. 911 receive a phone call that a family farmhouse is engulfed in flames. The home was owned by an elderly couple and their two grandchildren. In the recovery operation that followed, the bodies of the elderly couple were found, but those of the children had seemingly vanished into thin air. The cause of the fire remains a mystery almost a decade later as did the whereabouts of siblings Chloe Leverett and Christopher Gage Daniel. This is Chloe and Gage's story. Cheryl McLaren never thought she'd be able to have children, but she would prove all medical experts wrong on June 23, 2003, when she welcomed a daughter into the world, Chloe Rihanna Leverett, Unfortunately, this blessing would be soon followed by tragedy. When Chloe was only a baby, her father would pass away. Cheryl would find love again and married Christopher Daniel, and on June 29, 2005, Christopher Gage Daniel Jr. was born, or Gage as he was referred to by his family and friends. We don't know all that much about Chloe and Gage, we know that the siblings were close and each other's best friends. There was some mention on the Charlie Project and nowhere else I could find, so I don't know the source behind this. But the Charlie Project does state that Gage was a special needs child and needed a regular medical care. Now, I don't think Gage's possible medical issues is at all related to their disappearances, but it is mentioned on his Charlie Project profile. At some point, Chloe and Gage would go live with their grandparents, Leon, Bubba McLaren and his wife Molly, on the 700 block of Kingdom Road in Unionville, Tennessee. And Unionville is rural Tennessee, just a bit south of Nashville. The McLarens lived in a large farmhouse, a single-level ranch-style home, with four bedrooms, three bathrooms and a full-sized basement. The reason behind the kids going to live with their grandparents. Cheryl had struggled after the death of her first husband. She became severely depressed and developed a drug and alcohol addiction. She had tried rehab a few times previously and she was not giving up. Cheryl sent her children to live with their grandparents because she was working on her recovery and wanted to focus on that entirely, so she could come back to her children and be the best mother she could be. But she was still in their lives, and she would talk and see them often. Quote, I thought the safest place they could have been was with Mama and Baba. Unquote. Unfortunately, Gage's dad wasn't the best or most reliable person to take on the kids while Cheryl focused on her recovery. Cheryl and Christopher had split up because the relationship wasn't the healthiest, and it wasn't conductive to Cheryl bettering her life. 
Christopher had a drug and alcohol addiction himself and an extensive criminal record. Mostly minor offences like DUI, public intoxication and theft. He would be in and out of Gage's life. And at the time of Gage's disappearance, it seems he hadn't seen his son in some time. Regardless of everything they were going through, nine-year-old Chloe and seven-year-old Gage loved living with their grandparents. Especially Gage, who was said to have had a close bond with his grandfather, Bubba. And their home had a lot of animals for the kids to play with. There was a cousin their age living just up the road. It was the perfect environment for two young children, and they were having the time of their lives. Sunday, September 23, 2012, started out like any other. Chloe and Gage spent the day outside playing. Gage had missed school on the Friday because he was unwell, but by Sunday he had made a full recovery and was running wild with his sister and the animals. Neighbours would report seeing the two playing in their grandparents' yard at 6.30pm. This would be the last confirmed sighting of Chloe and Gage. Three hours later, 9.30pm, a call comes in to 911 that the McLaren's farmhouse had been completely engulfed in flames. Firefighters could do nothing to control the inferno and the house burned to the ground. Due to the severe nature of the fire, no one could have survived. All that was left of the home was a concrete slab, a pile of rubble and a child's shoe. Investigators on the scene said this was one of the most devastating and destructive house fires they'd ever seen. After several days of searching through the rubble, the remains of Bubba and Molly McLaren were found lying side by side in the basement, the bedroom being in the room above the basement, and they would have fallen straight through. Soot found in their airway meant they were still alive when the fire started, and they likely inhaled the smoke although their autopsy could not determine the cause or manner of death. Their autopsy also found thermal fractures on their skulls, ribs and bones of their arms and legs. And thermal fractures occur when temperatures get too hot or too cold. In other words, the fire heated up their bones so much that they cracked. Along with the elderly couple... The family's pet poodle and cockatoo's remains were found, completely intact. But nothing of nine-year-old Chloe or seven-year-old Gage could be recovered. Despite this, the police who investigated the scene believed the children would have died and their remains completely perished in the fire. Police even involving Stuart County's crew in the search... And this is the same team that were heavily involved in inspecting debris from the World Trade Center in New York following the September 11 attacks. Quote, We wanted to make sure we covered everything thoroughly and made sure nothing was left behind. Unquote. But despite their best efforts, nothing could be found. No bone fragments, not even a scrap of clothing. It was like the children were never there to begin with. Dr. Mike Tabor, chief odontologist for the medical examiner's office, agreed with this. He argued that if Chloe and Gage had died in the home, there would have been some remains left, because in order for their remains to have been cremated, the fire would have had to have reached over 15,000 degrees, 
and it was very unlikely that the fire would have reached that temperature. Quote, I'm completely confident they weren't in there. We were not able to find any remains in the house fire that belonged to the children. So now we wonder, where are these children? Unquote. Search teams with cadaver dogs scoured the scene, and infrared cameras attached to helicopters hovered over the property and the surrounding woods. A tooth was found, but it is now believed that this was a canine tooth and didn't belong to either Chloe nor Gage. The Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, or the TBI, got involved, and they questioned everyone who knew the kids. But they weren't exactly sure what they were asking, because they had no suspects, they had no motive, and they weren't even sure there was a crime. Like with any missing child case, police will investigate the parents initially. Said former TBI agent Brad Garrett, quote, Statistically, children this age, over 90% of the time, are taken by their own parents or a close relative. Unquote. And police did think that possibly their mother, Cheryl Daniel, had taken the children. Which does not make sense to me, considering it was Cheryl's idea for the children to live with her parents, and she could see and speak to them at any time. She could take them back to live with her at any time. There wasn't a court-ordered custody change or anything like that. I did read that the Tennessee Department of Children's Services investigated Cheryl and Christopher between 2006 and 2010. The reason for these reports have never been disclosed due to privacy. But what we do know, that it wasn't enough for Children's Services to take Chloe and Gage away from Cheryl. As I said... It was Cheryl's decision to give the children to her parents. Regardless of the reason, Cheryl would sit a polygraph. She said she passed, but the police never made a comment to confirm this. All police would say is that Cheryl had been eliminated from being a suspect. Police also spoke to Gage's father, Christopher, and he was out of state at the time of the fire, and police also concluded he wasn't involved either. All other family members were cleared too. Everyone who knew the children knew they would not run away. And I think like we saw with the sodded children, family members want to hold on to any hope that their loved ones, especially children, are still alive. When questioned by police, the kid's aunt Mary Lamb said, quote, I think that someone came. They let them in, and I think whoever came... They did what they wanted to do with the two of them, and the house burned and someone took the children. Unquote. Sightings of the children have been reported from Tennessee, California, New York, Montana and Colorado, even as far as Costa Rica. But none of these leads resulted in finding Chloe and Gage. And as weeks turned into months... It seemed like we would never get any answers and any chance of finding the children looked bleak. That was until a random sighting changed everything. February 2013. A customer at a Nashville diner spotted a young girl she thought could be Chloe. She was so sure that she pulled out her camera and snapped a few photos. The police showed these photos to Cheryl and she was convinced that this was her daughter. But unfortunately, 
This girl and the people she was travelling with were long gone, and they paid by cash, so there was no credit card details to trace. The diner didn't have any cameras on the inside or outside either, and despite the police publicly appealing for the family of the little girl to come forward, no one ever does. An investigation was immediately launched into the cause of the fire, hoping if the origins of the fire could be discovered, then it would lead to answers into what happened to Chloe and Gage. Investigators could not determine with absolute certainty whether the fire was started accidentally or if this was a case of arson. It was eventually concluded that the fire was most likely an accident, though. Bubba worked for a propane company and collected cast-off tanks, and he kept these in the basement, at least 30 tanks, some of which were still holding propane fuel when the blaze started. And while there was evidence that the tanks had ruptured, there was no evidence of an explosion, so it's doubtful they caused the fire, but they definitely contributed to the aggression of the fire. Also, Molly was on oxygen because she was battling breast cancer and was taking morphine for pain management. Molly had a bad habit of smoking cigarettes while in bed. Also on the night of the fire, it was particularly cool. They had several space heaters in their room. The couple were also hoarders. I saw this mentioned several times. There was just stuff everywhere, taking up large amounts of space in their home, to the point it was difficult to walk from room to room. And because of this, even the smallest of fires would have quickly become out of control. Cheryl does not believe this, though. She believes the fire was a result of arson. Bubba's nightly routine included making sure the basement door was locked because he kept all his tools down there. Cheryl believes it is something that he would have never forgotten. But during the investigation into the fire, experts reported that the basement door was left open that night. Ultimately, though, who and what caused the fire remains unknown and the circumstances of Chloe and Gage's disappearance remains shrouded in mystery. So, what happened to Chloe and Gage? Were they kidnapped before the same person or person set the house alight? There is some possibility of this. I mean, no other explanation has been put forth that fits with the available evidence. Could these kids have started the fire themselves? And then they were scared they were going to get into trouble and they run away. I think this is very unlikely given their ages and the fact that they have never been found. Actually, now I think about it, if they were kidnapped, it would have had to have been a family member or someone who knew the family well, knew the layout of the house at the very least, because they knew about the propane tanks in the basement. They knew where the couple and the children slept, if that's what happened. For the argument for arson, and by someone known to the family, was mentioned in the Unsolved Mysteries episode on this story and nowhere else. But because it is super interesting and does make the fire suspicious, that's why I'm mentioning it today. But not long before the fire, Bubba and Molly made a change to their wills. They changed the beneficiary to Chloe and Gage. So, in the event of Bubba and Molly's death, everything would go to their grandchildren. 
Now, it's not clear who the previous beneficiary was or were. It's never mentioned. I'm sure the police would have looked into this angle, though. I would hope so. But this will was kept in a locked safe kept in the home. The only copy of this will was kept in the home. But the safe was never found in the debris. So, it was either stolen or it melted in the violent fire. But is this will motive enough to murder two innocent children, though? Maybe. Another theory was brought up on web sleuths, and it stems from Molly's ill health. Molly had breast cancer and was on morphine to handle the pain. Both her and Bubba were in their 70s, and they were responsible for two young children. Children they took on responsibility for because these children, quote, needed a home, unquote, and, quote, their grandparents were generous people who loved their family, unquote. Is it possible this is a murder-suicide situation, where they felt the children were better off dead? Were they afraid of what would happen to them if they died? So Baba gently buried them before taking care of Molly and himself. Honestly, I don't think this is likely at all. They don't seem like those kind of people. Although, what are those kinds of people? I don't want to believe Bubba and Molly did this. But then again, in the throes of grief, illness and fear for the children, people make strange and terrible decisions. Ultimately, though, more than 10 years later, we are still no closer to finding out why this fire happened, how this fire happened, and what happened to Chloe and Gage. In 2018, said Josh Devine, the spokesperson for the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, quote, From time to time we'll get tips. They're vetted and none to this point have proven helpful to provide closure to this case. This is an absolute mystery. Fundamentally, we don't know what happened here. Unquote. While struggling with the disappearance of her children... She is now in full recovery and turned her life completely around. Today, she's a certified peer recovery specialist. She is helping others with addiction and mental illness and manages a sober living facility in Tennessee. Quote, It's taken me years. It's taken a lot of soul searching, a lot of time, a lot of praying and a lot of different emotions. A lot of anger, a lot of crying, a lot of crying. A lot of everything, but I had to. I had to find peace. And that's how I did it. Unquote. Cheryl, I know Chloe and Gage are proud of you, wherever they are. At the time of her disappearance, Chloe Leverett was nine years old. She was four foot eight and 75 pounds with brown hair and hazel eyes. If Chloe is still alive today, she would be 19 years old. At the time of his disappearance, Gage Daniel was seven years old. He was four foot and fifty pounds with brown hair and hazel eyes. Gage may be in need of medical attention for unspecified reasons. The Charlie Project does mention that Gage is classified as a special needs child. If Gage is still alive today, he would be 17 years old. If you have any information regarding the disappearances of Chloe Leverett and Gage Daniel, please contact the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation on 
If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Music.